0: Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 332. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is not with me today. He did not make the trip out here to Houston, Texas, but instead we've got a very esteemed panel here in uh, the World MMA Award-nominated... Oscar Willis, not not just not just the Mac Life gets nominated. We're talking about a Journalist of the Year nominee in the
1: flesh. Yep, I am. I have exceeded my peers, and I am the best in the business. I mean, now.
0: And humble about it too, and that's what's so great about it, to be honest <laughs> with you. And of course, for the first time since joining the MMA Junkie team, it is Assistant Managing Editor Matthew Wells. Matt, it's good to have you a guest before. It's been a while, but uh, but now part of the team and. Hell, we're getting back to kind of normal a little bit. You can actually travel, come to an event. This is right down the road from Dallas. So uh, it's good to have you here,
2: man. Yeah, man. It's, it's even weirder that I'm not driving to Houston, too. So that was that was a little bit different. Oh, that's yeah. right. Now you're on the junkie budget. <laughs> yeah, uh, you we, know? We, we, we don't we got, like, got a lot on. of
0: money, but we got you know we can at least put you on a plane and not make you drive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a step yeah. up in the game. <laughs> Get
2: used to this kind of stuff. I, I like it.
0: it, man. It's be good having <laughs> you on the team and glad to have you here tonight. We're here, of course, to cover UFC 265. We'll jump right into it. But first, I want to give a big shout- out. To the official sponsor for this week, Bobby Holmes and uh, his Texas prickly pear moonshine, Texas sunshine. This is—I'm uh, not jo- gonna lie—I was a little bit intimidated. I enjoyed the southern twang on moonshine. Ah, you there, got the little right? moonshine in there. It's uh, <laughs> so this is uh, Texas prickly pear, prickly pear cactus distilled spirit. Uh, it comes from Hill Country Distillers and. Bobby was actually, he was nice enough to reach out to me. He said, so this is only made in Texas, and I guess they can't really, like, ship it to Nevada, but he wanted to try, and then when he heard we were coming down here, he was like, hey, man, do you mind if I just ship you over a bottle? He, he re- I was like, yeah, what is he? He's like, I really want you to try this stuff. He's like, it's moonshine. Now, again, that word kind of intimidates you a little bit. It's moonshine that's made, and then he put in parentheses, professionally and legally, by the way, <laughs> uh, by a family member, and it's only sold in Texas uh, on the bottle here. It's uh This is not like anything you've ever had before. If you like vodka or tequila, we bet you will like our Texas Sunshine Prickly Pear Cactus Spirit. It has a crisp, clean taste that you just have to try. And I'm just going to man up and admit it. First, I'll just admit that we all kind of had a bit of a rough night last night. We'll just say (laughs) Uh, beverages were flowing in Houston, Texas last night, all around.
1: (laughs) Some of us might have had rough mornings. Oh, (laughs) there were some people that
0: had some rough mornings. So that was part of it. And then, uh, but you know, again, you hear that moonshine. I'm not gonna lie. Even you know, even a couple of you know, distinguished gentlemen like ourselves were a little bit intimidated. He 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 went recommended mixing it with like an orange juice. That's how we
1: did it. So I went and got some orange juice, and I gotta say. It's going down pretty smooth, man. It's going down pretty smooth. I agree. I mean, I, I, this is the first time I think maybe in my life that a drink's been sitting in front of me for like six minutes without <laughs> me trying it. But I, I eventually manned <laughs> up. and It's very nice, actually. It's quite it's quite sweet.
0: Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. So uh, shout out for that. really appreciate it. Uh, Bobby looking out for us. And thank you to uh, his family members and friends over there at Hill Country Distillers. All right. We just wrapped up over at the the press conference uh, for USC two sixty five. I will say, uh, <laughs> listen, ten people <laughs> is a lot of people for a press conference. There's a lot of people for press conference, but I will say when I show up, even though like I won't say I'm dreading going to the press conference, but it's just like ten people is tough to make sure everybody's engaged, make sure you're getting you know answers from people, all that. But I will say when I when I got there and you see that big stage, man, you see the big setup and all that, it does. I don't know. It still feels pretty cool. and um, I don't know. I think, I think it was like, like – that had to be like the arena's basketball announcer for the Rockets or something that was like doing the intros that was bringing them in. So, I don't know. It wasn't the, the highest energy press conference of all time. But, I don't know, Matt, what did you – did you take anything, you know, just one, one nugget away or, or
2: a feel overall from today? Hmm. I mean, it's, it's just kind of fitting the whole vibe of the week it seems, right? Like from the amount of people that were in the crowd because, you know, here in Harris County right now they're on freaking – Red level COVID threat, so right. I don't know if that prevented people from coming out and filling out the stands. Oh, more. They certainly not, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm being optimistic as optimistic as possible here. I'm going to say that's the reason why. But yeah, there weren't that many people, you know, fans out there. But um, it's just a chill vibe, and I think that was kind of like the the giveaway when it's like, hey, we got ten people up here because we know that our main event and our
1: co-main event no, won't the, the, say the, much. Yeah,
0: <laughs> lost lost the co-main event, of course. we yeah. are supposed to have uh, the women's go there. Oh, that would have got
1: the fans out in drive. Well, I'm
0: just <laughs> saying. That's, that's part of their decision-making. Uh, yeah, and I guess it should be said that we still got one half of our original co-main event in the press conference today, right? We, did, yeah. we didn't get Amanda Nunes, but look who, look who showed up to, to, to stir the pot a little bit. Juliana Pena actually got on the mic as a uh, – as a journalist, if you will, um, and it's funny because I actually thought that she was gonna ask like Michael Chiesa something, you know, like throw something out at Chiesa or teammate, and and so that's what I thought was gonna happen. Instead, she kind of, Dana, when when we getting this fight going, when we getting this fight going, that was. You know, I, it he, may he, have fallen a little bit flat, but uh, he,
1: he even gave her the fucking line. We'll see how this plays out. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, like <laughs> yeah, now you know what it's like to be us. Yeah, yeah. He, just fucked her off. He's yeah. like, Juliana, you know, we don't do matchmaking at pre-fight press <laughs> <Best laughs> yeah, conferences. Yeah,
1: <seriously>. you know? <laughs> he he was not that far away from being like. Are you who are
0: you No, <laughs> you stop it. He, as soon as she walked into the mic he turned over to see where the next question he saw her at the microphone, and he was like, Uh oh mm-hmm. uh oh. He he knew what was going to I guess I thought she was just gonna play with Kies or something. Instead she she was like, Hey, I, so, I heard she tested negative, get her on a plane, let's go. To, I liked to, the move
1: though. I liked yeah. it.
0: Yeah. It was brilliant, but it just didn't hit. It did the crowd. It, it fell a little flat. Surprise. But you, I, you recommend I like I respect the effort. I yeah, respect the yeah, hustle
1: Yeah, to be fair I'm shitting on it but because it fell a bit flat. But actually, like that's what I would like to see more inventive ways of fighters trying to just get in there and promote themselves a little bit. So it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. just fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> can always yeah. count
0: on Oscar for a little bit of negativity. It's always good. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the main event. Um, first of all, I mean, uh, you know, clearly Derek Lewis played big, right? I mean, everybody's everybody loved. I mean, you can tell how beloved he is. And man, they were really showing. Um, the, you know, the pre-fight packages. We were sitting there waiting, and and they were showing all the pre-fight stuff. I guess kind of even I had forgotten like how really involved in the community he is. I mean, yeah. I know we've seen the stories of like with him going out and helping with the with the with the hurricane relief and and uh, I mean who could ever forget the one of, of helping the guy with the Confederate flag? You know what I mean? That's a, a, a <laughs> mad story. But you know you you see I think you saw a lot of that in that pre-fight video. Um, you know his friendship with Trey the truth and and what they uh, you know what they've done together. Part of so I, I guess I kind of forgot maybe just how. Involved he is and beloved here, but man, the crowd was—you could tell they loved it. And and Derek, it's—it's so funny how he does it because I don't know about you guys, but I'll be honest with you—I don't think he's the easiest interview to get. As funny as he is and engaging as he is, like he's always given that vibe of like he's kind of disinterested and like he doesn't really be there. So I honestly don't find him like the easiest guy to interview, even though I do think he's such a nice guy and a funny guy. But even in his very like calm. Not long answers, you know, kind of disinterested kind of way. He still found a way to be a hit today, uh, you know, yelling at the French guy and saying, yes. P- hey, oh quick God. win, as always, pardon my French, but F you <laughs> and F him. Uh, that was good. And, and just, you know, he had a couple of one-liners. And he even uh, he even took a shot at Mark Raimondi, who got the, the, the things popping off between Angela Hill and Tisha Torres. And, and Derek's like, you started this. Why did you do this? So, uh, I don't know. It was it – was, uh, it, it, it
2: Derek Lewis my favorite right? part about that when he pointed that out like it didn't even stop the flow <laughs> of what was kept going on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just kept kept someone, on kept someone on back and forth
1: someone put a comment being like the trash talk between Tisha and Andrew is like your two drunk friends at two in the morning on a drink it's like yeah anyway but not a bad comparison. I think Derek Lewis, It's funny you said about him being an interview. Like, I get quite lucky because you deal with like the fight-related questions first, and then I get to ask him like fucking dumb shit. He's he's really good about that. I think it depends, but I I wouldn't disagree. Like when you ask him to talk about fighting, he's he can be quite just like yeah. I don't really want to do this. Yeah, right and thing.
0: I don't want to make it seem like I, like I don't like the guy. Or he's difficult, but I just it's you know that those answers. But it's like I have to do it. It's part of my yeah. job. I have to ask it. But yeah, you know you're not. going to But he's much he's response. he's
1: sort of like slowly against his wishes, becoming a bit of a, a star. You know, right. like he's he's really, he, like, I don't know about you guys, his numbers do fantastic for really us. Really good. Like really good compa- like, compared to some of the bigger names. And I feel, he he sort of has this reluctant, like almost anti-hero vibe to him.
0: If yeah. You know. So, on the flip side, of that is Cyril Ghan, who, of course, is a, uh, a, a very, very quiet guy. I mean, they look, polite. Jolly. I mean, let's let do it. He, he is dealing with a bit of a language gap, like he does speak English, but it's not – obviously, it's not his first language, and he's, he's getting better at it. Um, I will say, and, and – uh, Dude, this needs to happen more often. This needs uh, – the moonshine. You got a little hit of that moonshine. <laughs> it's smooth, baby. It's smooth. But it'll still sneak up on you. Just got to – It's still gotta, there, bro. Just hit me. The, you, you got right. the prickly part of that there. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> exactly what happened. Um, no, but – uh, so I just wanted to point this out because I think this is something – and again, this is like super like inside baseball, behind the scenes, but this is something the UFC needs to do. So it's Fernand Lopez, who we all know is the coach uh, of, of Sirogan, former coach of Francis Nagano, MMA Factory Paris. He actually had a microphone with him. He was sitting right in front of me and Matt uh, down there on the, on the floor. And Cyril Gon had uh, an earpiece in. And so every time Cyril was asked a question, Fernando was translating into French so that he was getting the question in French at the same time. Also, any time Derek Lewis was giving an answer, uh, he was translating that into French too so that Cyril would understand what Derek was saying I don't know, like, who came up with this because we also had Portuguese there that this was not being done. We had Chinese there that was not being done. Um, so I don't know if this was like Fernand's idea or Cyril's idea or the UFC was just like, "Hey, we can do this." But whoever's idea it was, we need more of that because yeah. it was it made it so much more seamless. And again, maybe most people watching a press conference or most people listening to this don't care, but I can just tell you that made the experience far more enjoyable. I,
1: I will say that it was it was handy that he got to answer in English, right? Because yes. if he still answered in his native tongue. Uh, I won't even say the name of this country. But if, <laughs> it, it, if, if, if he answered in French then uh still need stuff. But I, I I do think it's uh Yeah, it's like it halves the translation time at least, you know. Yeah,
0: it's a good thing. All right, so let's talk about the fight itself because um I, I'm I'm just gonna lay it out there, man. It's it's for me I I'm my head is picking Cyril gone man. I just I I feel like he's the right pick here. I mean obviously it's not like any big surprise. You look at the odds, he's a massive favorite. But, but I think that's right. But it's so weird because Derek Lewis, I mean, one of the few guys, right, that like – I mean, he could be losing literally 24 minutes and 50 seconds and he can land one shot. There's so few guys that have that ability. And, listen, he is fighting in his hometown. He's You know, he's going to have that Houston support. You know, how – and we always talk about that. Like, how much does well, you got that support? I mean, you know, is the fact that you know Gan is being booed is that going to make his jab less effective, or is that you know what I mean? Like, I, I do. I mean, I do have one. I do have one thing because we know Sirogan's, uh strategy is going to be right. Stay away. Stick. I mean, we've seen it. We've we've already seen it. I will say one thing that I am interested to see if the crowd plays a part at all is. Those other performances were at the apex. There's no there's no so I, I commended Cyril in those performances, even though I didn't think they were the most exciting, I commended him that he was able to stay that disciplined and committed to a game plan and like not waver from it no matter what, like stick to it. I think I think he's just very, I guess, you know, mentally strong in that way and, and believes his coaches and is committed to the game plan. And I think that's a good thing. But if seventeen thousand people are booing you, does that change things a little bit? So I say all that to say that I, I believe I, I picked Cyril here in this fight um, I believe technically speaking it's the smart play if I was gambling if I was putting some money on it I'd probably like that nice underdog money with Derek Lewis right because he can lose the whole fight
2: in, in, until he knocks you out what, what, what's your take on this fight man no man it's, it's tough to pick because it's like it's one of those things where everything says this is going to be like the Jairzinho fight for gone again like it's just gonna be like that sort of thing where it's just that evil on us. I mean, that's what that's how I see it going, man. I see him like pressing him against the fence as Derek just kind of circles around and tries to find a you know a counter shot here and there. But you know, unless if he finds that one real big opening to land a, a knockout punch, I just don't see it being all that exciting of a fight. Um, ideally, I would like to see Derek come out with a lot of pressure in the first round and try to make something happen in the first couple of minutes. If it doesn't happen, then we're gonna get another 15, 20 minutes of just but maybe come out with one big charge just to yeah.
0: see if you can get it done right away well, he,
1: always exactly. throws a, he always throws the switch kick at the beginning right? Right. Yeah. oh yeah the, so that's yeah. always incredibly effective <laughs> <laughs> It gets the people going that <laughs> gets the people going it's good at that I think uh, I think the thing about like Cyril and you know it's interesting you say about the booze and stuff I think uh, anytime a French person has the opportunity to upset other people they'll take it so I think he, he, he doesn't mind that at sure, all. if anything not. that gives them strength um <laughs> no, but uh I, I, rea- I think Cyril's like a pretty intelligent person and I think it, he knows he's gonna get booed and I think he's actually even today at the presser he got booed and he sort of mockingly yeah, was like, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. Um so I, I don't think that's gonna affect his performance. Mm-hmm. Perhaps unfortunately. Um I think uh what it will be interesting is if Derek just you because know, Derek's gonna be following him around, I can just see, you know, very evasive techniques from Cyril, and I wonder if Derek will start playing up to it and start, like, you know, trying to motion the crowd, like, oh, fuck this guy and stuff like that. So, it'll be interesting. I think uh, everything about this fight sort of says 25-minute um, technical outpointing by Cyril, so I'm picking Derek by knockout. <laughs> 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 because in heavyweight MMA, it's crazy to have
0: it. Yeah, it's funny, because inside, the bottom line, in my heart, like, I, I want to see Derek win, you know I mean? Like, first of all, the, you know, for the Houston fans, it would be amazing, you know, it'd be like, just the, the the Cinderella scenario, and 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 you know Derek is, is
1: UFC Can champion. Can you imagine, dude? If he loves losing twenty four minutes, and fucking got him at the end, the crowd would go. Oh, insane. it'd be amazing, and just
0: him him being a champ, and you know, kind of the irreverent way that he would be about it. You know, I love that yeah. quote where he's like, "If I'm a champ, like you guys, are, like you guys, are, <laughs> how'd y'all let me be champ? Like, yeah, what's wrong with? It. You? And I, I love, how about today? You know, they did the face off, and Dana was holding the belt, and I. I think Dana kind of messed up and, like, because like, that's he what you normally to, do, he right? gave like, it yeah. to Derek. Yeah, yeah Derek, I mean, I, I think he, like, started to give it to him because that's what you do, right? He holds it, yeah. and then you give it to the champ to put on. And I think he was just, like, and then, like, oh, wait, 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 wait you're yeah. not. And Derek's, like, nope, I'm yeah. taking that belt. And yeah. he held it high. So uh, yeah. we at least have pictures of Derek on stage <laughs> holding the belt, whether he becomes champ or not. But um, I, I don't know. Like, I think that would be the beautiful Cinderella story. I'd love to see it. I mean, he, like you said, he's a character. He's becoming what? a star. But – this is what I wonder though. What's the bigger fight moving forward with Nagano? Is it... I mean, it seems weird, right? Like, the rematch of the fight that we all thought would be amazing, yeah. that was, like, one of the worst in history, which I do believe there's no way that fight could play out the same way. Or is it the bigger one of, you know, the former training partner and all that backstory?
1: It, it's, the bigger fight is Derek because Derek, yeah. Derek's bigger than Cyril. Like I, the, train, the training partner yeah. and the French thing, like, that's... Um, the French thing. I mean, them fighting in Paris is what the French thing means. Like that's intriguing and it's a good backstory, but Derek's the bigger star, so yeah. that's the fight I think. That's out,
0: the one that would sell more.
1: Out of me, I'd like to see Derek versus Gennady because, like you said, I, I can't imagine the the first fight was like a calamity of crazy circumstances that made it you know terrible. Right. It wouldn't be like that again, so I want to see that. And and also I said to you uh, earlier today, I feel like Cyril can lose and then win one more fight and be yeah a yeah title yeah. contender. I don't feel like Derek. Can lose and still get a title shot right kind away. Kind like of those last, last hurrahs. I don't know why that is, but I just for some reason it might. It just feels like Derek is like he he couldn't take the loss right now.
2: Yeah, I mean it's, it's probably like that because Derek doesn't necessarily care about the title even. Right? So he'll yeah. just be like, all right, y'all got somebody cool. I'll show up and, and just fight. Yeah, you know I mean it's it's an interim title and he doesn't seem to care at all. Like yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be here from my, which fans. is weird, right? Because he's like,
1: always he's always about. He says he open He's like, oh, you know, I do this for money and stuff. Which exactly, it, but the interim title gives him pay per view points on the Ignati fight. Right, which I actually man, I actually think that's a big fight. It's a huge fight. I think that's an underestimate fight. fight.
0: I think that's a bigger fight. You're right about that. It I, I always I always get the sense with Derek the reason he says he doesn't care about the title is like you know that thing where like I don't know like a fear of failure or whatever, but like when you don't put expectations on, you know, if you're just like, Oh, I'm just I'm just here having a good time, yeah. man, whatever. It's you know, then you don't put that pressure of like, Oh my god, I have to deliver yeah. right now. Like I feel like I mean coping mechanism might be the wrong way to say no, it, but it's like, like I, you know,
1: I, I, it's, I noticed he said the other day that he hates fighting here. Right. he didn't want this fight here, and he felt the pressure. So I think you're absolutely mm. right. I know it just sort of stuck out to me. He's like, oh no, there's a lot of pressure. It's like, fuck.
0: It'd be interesting. I mean, obviously, like like uh, GaN and nagano in in France would be amazing. Like, obviously, finally oh, getting there. But you know, who knows? You know what's going on with that right now. It did. It did just occur to me though. Like, if, if, if what if what we think could happen, although you don't officially pick that, is that <laughs> you know it's a 25 point technical, you know, uh, or 25 minutes say technical like outpointing type performance. Could, could Gongo do that to Ngannou too and then I mean I don't know oh. because
1: I think Nganu's like so far, like so quick so right. crazy and also I, you know they spar together I'm sure he's seen it before I feel like Nganu could probably close the gap, uh, the gap a bit more effectively than Derek right. but I actually just saw this. is this Derek's first like potentially his first 25 minutes has he ever gone 25 minutes before I'm, so. I'm sure he's been main event before yeah but he's has been he-
2: main event before but I don't think he's ever gone twenty five. So, so
1: when you said like, oh, I'd like to see him come out explosive, I wonder if he could even do that, right? Because if he comes out crazy in the first round, does the rounds four and five look pretty miserable for him? You know. Yeah,
0: yeah I was wondering see if like if, if it was ever one on his regional career that he had done. I mean, he did go into the fourth round with Shamil Abdurakimov back in you know that was twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went into the fourth round with Mark Hunt as event? well. Yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> that, was br-
2: that was the night before the uh Houston, or the uh, Toronto pay per view. Yeah, that was. That was not.
0: He went
1: fourth round with Mark Hunt.
2: Yeah, that was in Auckland. So
1: he lost that fight, didn't he?
0: He did lose that fight. Um, so you're right. He hasn't gone the full five. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, I'm, I, I am, like I said, I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Gone. That was my official pick. But uh, if I had a, a couple of bucks, that I was going to throw down on. I think I would take that underdog money. Derek Lewis with that kind of power, that kind of underdog money, I would. Uh, I think it's great. I it's, it's so
1: stupid to like have odds that. Far apart in, heavyweight in a heavyweight areas. fight, yeah. and especially Derek's It's what he does,
0: you know. It's stupid. So it's crazy. We'll see how it that plays out. So, if you're gonna wager on it, definitely do that. You know what you have to do? You could go over to DraftKings. <laughs> is what you could do. USC 265 is this weekend. <laughs> Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of USC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet. Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. I don't know if they give you bonus points for how much Prickly Pear Moonshine you drink, but they they should, and and, and I'm proud of you, Oscar, for trying to earn those extra points right now. (laughs) Plus, don't forget about professional baseball and the games in Tokyo, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds. At your convenience. Don't miss out on all the action c 265 with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of USC. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code FROSTY for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code FROSTY to get a shot <laughs> at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All cool right, co-main event of the evening. Uh, listen, listen, you know, you kind of touched on it. I think, Matt, you kind of mentioned, like, that's kind of the theme of this week, right? Is that, like, there's a lot of great fights here. You know, talking about odds, I was, I was, I was looking at the odds. I mean, you look at the rest of the main card. Jose Aldo, Pedro Munoz, uh, Michael Chiesa, Vicente Luque, uh, Angela Hill, Tisha Torres, Casey Kinney, Song Yudong. It's damn near all pickems. Like the biggest favorite in there is Tisha Torres at, at minus 140. Angel Hill, a minor a minor underdog at like Tisha's plus 110. Already minus
1: 140. I'm
0: telling you, Casey Kenny a minus 120 with Song Yudong at, at plus 100. Kiesa Luke a dead-on pickem. Aldo Munoz, a dead-on pickem in, in some places, depending on where you look. Or maybe Aldo has a slight favorite, depending on where you look. But um, it's interesting, right? That and maybe. And it's funny because sometimes I complain about the over-dramatization of some of the uh, pre-fight build-up to things that we have, or even post-fight playouts uh, that we have sometimes. This one doesn't have that, um, but it's got some damn quality fights, you know. So this co-main event, Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. Matt, how you feeling about this one? Because I think the, I, I think this is an interesting one. Like, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I hate to say it, but, like, I feel like I keep wanting to write uh, Jose Aldo off. You know what I mean? I keep wanting to, yeah. to feel like it's over, but, like, he's still staying there right at the top. He, he's fighting some tough ones. This is that uh, Brazil versus Brazil matchup that we're getting in there. So um, what, what, what do you, you think about the co-main event itself and, and anything you, you saw from these guys this week?
2: Again, like you said, love the fight. It's not necessarily, like, the biggest, like, in terms of, like, hype or anything like that. Right. But I love the fight and how it could potentially play out. I think it's a fantastic matchup. I love the idea of what Jose Aldo said at the uh, media day. That Conor McGregor that could become champion again? Yeah, they, i like but, to, yeah. <laughs> That was a fantastic point, yes. But also, the fact that he wants TJ Dillashaw next. So I'm like, hey, you better go out there yeah. and win this fight right now. Ooh, because I want to see that. that fight. Dude,
1: there's a couple of, like, there's actually a few legacy fights for Aldo at 135. Like, Frankie's there. I'd love to see that. TJ's there. Dominic Cruz is yeah. there. You know, mm. there's a few. I don't think TJ's going to take it. I think TJ's getting the title shot, right? Like, I don't see him fighting Aldo. And it's going to be a while, right? Possibly, yeah. yeah. So. It's,
2: it's one of those things. But, I mean... If he wins, he's got a world of options available. I mean, either way, win or lose. I mean, he's fighting Pedro Munoz. He can just knock anybody's block off, too. So it's it's going to be hard to see, you know... Like, it's hard to predict this one and how it could play out. But hopefully, you know, and my prediction becomes pre- correct, or my pick com- becomes pre- correct that I picked uh, Jose Aldo to win just because I want to see what happens next. Because yeah. he, if he gets that TJ Dillow fight somehow, some way, if he, if he doesn't get that title shot, it'd be an amazing fight. Yeah. But... As Aldo would also be on that short list as well for a title shot somehow, yeah. some way, because you know the UFC loves to give former champions
1: title <laughs> shots. I think. Like it's nothing. John said something there interesting. It's like I'm kind of always waiting to ride off Jose Aldo, and it's for me too. It's right. like I'm waiting for the loss that's like signifies the Jose Aldo yes. experience has ended. You know, and um, we're never quite there. I mean, I feel like if he lost this one, I'd be like, well, that's him as a top contender done. Right. But if he wins this, I mean, like you said, he's he's right up there like for a ti- you know. That'd be amazing I, I, fight.
0: Like so I don't know if TJ would take it right now cuz I think mm-hmm. TJ does believe that he's earned the right, you know, to yeah. to fight for which the I title, but good. yeah, what I mean, I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah it, people <laughs> feel very strongly about that one way the That's one thing I learned in in the return of know. TJ Dillashaw there are some people that are just like know, but his performance yeah, was
1: so His it. performance was so good so it's like how can deny that ready. I mean, I
2: I mean th- look, the guy came clean, okay? So he's ready to go. <laughs> By that I mean he got caught. He <laughs> so, you know. uh, yeah. There's a lot of people that get frustrated about that. Dude. I've seen a lot of people <laughs> like
0: it's you can't give him credit for coming clean. Like can, there are people that got mad. You should see some of, like the emails and stuff that we got. It was crazy. Really? Oh my God! People were just like, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's people with a lot of, a lot of time on their hands. But still, uh, I, I do love that. So this you know it's funny. I actually picked Aldo in this one as well. Um, I, I you know. It, and it's it, – I'm, hell, I'm probably just as guilty as anybody of, of criminally underrating Pedro Munoz. You know, I've been high on him, but, you know, you put him in a matchup like this and I'm like, well, you know, Aldo is performing well. and it, it Man, it is funny. It does seem like that weight cut is, is not an issue for him anymore. You know, he said – you know, Dana said he should be at 35 forever. He never wanted to do it. Now he feels like greater. Like, I was scared to death when he first went to 35. I'm like, there's no way this man is going to make it. But he seems – Relatively okay, and, and, and you know, I mean, if
1: we've seen guys like Pettis. Remember when Pettis went down to Featherweight, and that was a shit show. Mm-hmm. And we've seen guys where obviously the cut is just too crazy for them that they don't do it again. You know, they don't want to say, like, oh, that was too much, but they just don't do it again. Obviously, if it was that bad, he wouldn't do it, right? right. He'd just go to Featherweight. But you know, you see like TJ being like, I ain't gonna fucking Not like doing that again. again. Yeah, so I feel like it actually probably is easier. I actually
0: think it is. I liked uh I liked too that Aldo was kind of joking a little bit today where he was like, "Yeah, maybe I got the title shot a little early for some yeah. people, you know." it's like, "But, you know, I'll I'll, I'll build Come my way lots. back to it." That's <laughs> <Yeah>. a, that's <laughs> an
1: in, that's an interesting thing too, right? So, if Yan is the champion and beats TJ, do they give out uh, can they give Aldo another title shot right cuz Yan kind of beat the fuck out of yeah, him? He right. he really did. So, it's like
0: yeah. But then you start talking about those legacy fights over there. Yeah. You know what that's I mean?
1: That's what that's what if it, I feel like whatever happens if if Aldo loses they give him Cruz, you know, yeah. it's a great fight. There's
0: a lot of them there. All right, listen, uh, I did, after the press conference, they have a, a, a chance to catch up with uh, USC President Dana White for just a few minutes. Um, obviously, I hope to get him earlier in the week, uh, but uh, I was traveling on the day that he was available. So I got him today. We kept it brief, but we, we hit on a number of subjects, including uh, this week's card and what's going on in the world and uh, a little bit of the follow-up from last week's because obviously he wasn't uh, at the fight night event because he was on vacation. So uh, <laughs> here was my uh, conversation uh, with Dana White. Well, I mean, like second time in Houston in three months, right? Yeah, but yeah. this is the first one where you're, you know, a partner. You got this new partnership with the Toyota Center. So, what does that mean for for MMA here in in Houston?
3: Uh, you know, it's big. Uh, obviously, the uh, I think the uh, economic impact on the city the last time we were here was massive, and they, uh, yeah, they, they want us to come more. And you don't have to twist my arm to come to Houston. I love it here. So, what are we talking about? Like annual events here? Is it like that kind of partnership? Yeah, I mean, well, what we're gonna do is try to get here as many times as we can. Listen, this madness keeps going on in this country, man. We might be, you know... Texas, Florida, Texas, Florida, Abu Dhabi, Texas, Florida, Abu Dhabi. We'll see. Talk about this. A year and a half ago, I, I, I didn't see anything coming. I'm ready for anything now. I don't care what happens. Seems I, like I there's no care. panic at all. I have no panic. Whatever happens, I'll I'll deal with it.
0: Nice. Talk about this interim title. I know you don't care what the feedback was, but I just want to know how you look at interim titles. Like, Do you look at an
3: interim title as like last resort kind of thing, or do you think, hey, maybe we could see, see more of this? This interim title is awesome. You have a guy who's undefeated and a guy who beat the champions. You know, it doesn't. you have the two best heavyweights in the world, for sure, fighting for the title. And what happens is when they fight uh, Francis, it's like the old days of the IBF versus the WBC champion. And you unify the belt. That's exactly how I look at it. And I was going to ask you, I mean, do you see any scenario where
0: that's not the next fight, where, like, maybe these guys fight somebody else? Or do you feel no. like the, 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 the unification listen, happens Unless next? something
3: crazy happens, I, I can't see it happening, but it sh- it, the next one should be Francis and God. How's your relationship with Francis now? I know he wasn't initially happy about how this all played out. Have you guys talked? and, and Listen, Francis and I are whatever we are. You know, I, I we, we I was I was all Francis, Francis, and you know we had a little issue after the the uh, before the Steep and first Stipe fight, and you know we've been what we are ever since. I don't dislike Francis. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get we we'll, we'll get it done. Try to make him happy and see what we can do. Will it be a priority to get that done quick you think, as fast as, as, fast as you oh, can? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. we we'll want to get it done as soon as possible. I think like a dream
0: world, if, if Cyril were to happen to win, Cyril Nagano in Paris, you know, the French Connection, is
3: that even something that you can even think about right now when you talk about the way the world is? I don't know, yeah, I, I, you know... Three weeks ago, you know what I mean. So who knows what the last, what the next three weeks is going to bring? Um, you know, you might see Francis and Cyril and on Fight Island. You know, who knows? So um, we'll see. Nice. Uh, John Jones, Steve
0: A. That kind of leaves them in the on hold for a little bit, right? I know you were to mention that maybe that's a fight that could happen. Has there been any
3: any progress on those two guys? Far? Listen, John's talking about fighting next year. So um, what this does is it, it gives us, you know, a year of great fights in the heavyweight division.
0: Yeah, Obviously, you were on vacation last week, but I did want to ask you about a couple things last week. Sean Strickland, guy's kind of emerging, uh, a great career record at this point. What do you think of his performance? Is this kind of a new contender in the division?
3: Yeah, no, he looked great. Um, And, uh, yeah, no, that kid's mean, nasty, and uh, what I would consider, like, a real fighter. Like, this guy is a nasty dude. He did kind of make some nasty
0: comments afterwards. I don't know if you were alerted of that, but he said he wouldn't, in fact, he would enjoy killing somebody in the ring. Did Did that Make it on your radar. And is that? I know you say you don't tell people what to say, but is that one where you might yeah, step that in and say? Didn't get on
3: my radar, and nobody wants to hear somebody say that. You know what I mean? That's that's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to hear that. Yeah. Don't want to hear that. Uh, there was some progress. Him and
0: Luke Rockhold. Does that look like that's going to be the next fight? Yeah, or? that's the fight. Is, is it done or? Is, yeah, it's is, done.
3: Oh, that's awesome. No. Did we announce that? Yeah,
0: we did. Okay, fantastic. I did want to ask you about Cheyenne Bays as well. She looked amazing with that incredible knockout. But everybody stuck on her comments afterwards about how she was broke of, but when do you, What do you
3: think when you hear fighters say that? I mean, do you feel like this is a terrible look for the UFC? Or I mean, oh, what, what does so, it make you think when you hear that? There's a lot of people that are on their way up. She's on her way up. That are broke, struggling, trying to make it, and. Uh, <laughs> but i'd say the the flip side to that is she's one and one in the ufc and she's made what 80 grand in the last uh, 6 months not a bad start to get out of negative. No. no. <laughs> Listen, you got to go out. This uh, this is one of those sports you got to win. If you win, everything's good. If you lose, everything's bad. That, that's the nature of this beast. I do want to ask you
0: real quickly about Madison Square Garden? You mentioned like how things are changing rapidly. They instituted that vaccination thing. Is
3: is that off the table now? Do you think that fight can't no, happen it, at all? As far as we know, we heard from MSG yesterday. We're good. We're good to go, and you know we should be able to get this done. You mentioned Abu Dhabi, I guess the the relationship there is so solid. I mean, that's going to happen in October as well. Yeah, I've been solid with Abu Dhabi for almost 15 years and will be for the next 500 years. Uh, When I leave here, I'm going on a, I leave here, I'm going to Wyoming and Montana on a motorcycle trip. Uh, I'm riding all through those two states and then when I get back, I'm going to Abu Dhabi to hopefully get these deals done that I'm working on right now and uh, I'm excited to announce them. So hopefully I can get this stuff done within the next month.
0: Awesome. Last one, I guess. If anybody's on the fence, UFC 265 this weekend. What's what's the pitch? Why, why should they make sure they're tuned in this weekend?
3: Well, I, I mean, I couldn't I, I couldn't find a better heavyweight matchup than this for the title in one of the guy's hometowns in Houston, where we just had the ridiculous uh, you know event that, that we had three months ago. Uh, whether you get here live or you watch it on TV, this weekend's going to be badass. And I love the uh, I, I love the Luke Echeverria fight too. I think that's going to be a fun fight, Pedro. Munoz versus Jose Aldo I mean the girls went at it up there today on stage it should be a fun night
0: right. so there was Dana White like I said we just kept it brief talked about it all um you know not not massive massive news I was a little bit surprised to hear that he said massive square gardens a go. no issue there not you know um I, I I I if you'd asked me to put a bet down today of whether or not that fight card is going to happen I would have said absolutely not it's not going to happen and maybe hell maybe it still won't I mean who knows what could change so I was a little bit surprised for him to say that uh that 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 fight's not going to happen or that that fight is going to happen because I thought for sure it wasn't and uh uh, you know the stuff. The stuff with Strickland was. I, I, I'm actually very surprised that that did not make it to. His, maybe he was lying to me. Maybe somebody did. Talk, I'm a little surprised that somebody's saying somebody should die in the in the ring. Nobody's thought to alert Dana like, hey, uh, maybe we need maybe we need to have a little conversation about this one.
1: I feel like uh, Dana sees a lot more than he lets on. One, two. It's interesting about the New York thing because you know Colby's not going to get vaccinated, so you know how can they put him in Madison Square Garden? Oh, I didn't even think about that. So yeah, that's two and three. That's probably going to be the last one of those I drink because I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the moonshine <laughs> is
0: kicking in. I love it. I was like, it's a good
1: night. <laughs> I, could, I literally could just start feeling my words slur inside my head. I was like, oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Shout out again to Bobby Holmes for getting uh, Oscar Willis slurring today. Uh, uh, all right. Also, another again, another big fight, right? Two guys that, that aren't going to talk trash, but Michael Chiesa, Vicente Luque, Um Dude, I'll be honest with you, man. It even kind of surprised me. I was kind of looking at Vicente Lucas, right? 9-1 and one in his last 10, man. And I just don't feel like he gets... You know, I feel like his name's not mentioned at all. I mean, and I get it, man. Welterweight's super deep right now, and there's so many fights to make. And there's so much... Um you know, like there's the bad blood rivalry matchups and all that stuff. So I get it why, you know, maybe Luque's not mentioned as much as he should, but he should be mentioned, especially if he wins this one. And meanwhile, you know, Michael Kiesin, man, I love what he had to say. That Like, look, and he said it at the media day, and he said it against today. It's like, look, I'm not out here talking about what's next, what I deserve, what comes from so He's like, I'm just going to go out there, and I know i got to win a fight. Um, this, to me, is an absolute uh, banger. Um, obviously, I think if it's on the feet um, – Vicente Luque is going to be the one controlling there. Uh, you know, Michael Chiesa obviously much improved, but uh, I don't know that he wants to, to stand and trade with Vicente Luque at a, at a kickboxing range. Um, but Vicente did say, "Hey, if we if we go to the ground, I'm not I'm not overwhelmed there. I got I got skills. I'm ready to go." So, uh, Matt, you got a you know a strong feel on this. Like I said, it's a legit pick. Um, I did pick Michael Chiesa, but it, did you did you pick up any insight this week or going in that makes you think, "Oh, I know what's going to happen here."
2: No, I, I've liked uh, the focus that I've seen from Michael Chiesa because he he's usually kind of like a silly dude, right? You know, he's always joking around and everything. I mean, yeah, he's playing video games on Embedded and whatnot, but, I mean, that's taking your mind off of stuff. That's but, right. Yeah, like at the press conference, he was he was like real subdued kind of, you know? I mean, like he, he seems pretty focused, and I think he knows he's in for a hell of a fight against a striker that can knock him out, you know, just as easily as he can take Luke a down. So it's, like you said, I think it's going to come down to who who, you know – is Luke keeping a standing? I mean, even if it does go to the ground, though, I mean, he's been training with, you know, Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert yeah. Burns is a freaking monster on the ground. So, how much of that will come into play as well? Because if he, I mean, if he can keep Kiesa off of him, that's that's going to spell the, the end to the fight, I think. And I, I could see him getting him out of there. But, man, if Kiesa can control the, control the fight on the ground or, you know, even just keep pressing against the fence, it'll be a long night for Luke.
0: And either one of those guys that wins, man, they need to be kind of pushed up into that upper echelon of the division, right, and, and getting some of those names. Cause the, I mean, I, I, I understand there's some rematches we need to see and all that, but it seems like the same names are fighting each other over and over again at the top of the division. So, you know, we got to get away from that. Speaking of uh, uh, of Gilbert Burns, man, I got to say it was pretty funny. He was he was there today. He was getting a lot of love from the crowd, which was cool. And he also – I don't think I've ever seen this before. So, like, he's on the floor, and there's people in the stands above him. And so they're like, ah, no Dream. So what they end up doing is, is – passing their phone down to him so that he could then turn around and take a <laughs> selfie with them behind it. And then he, he gave the phone back up to the top. I thought that was a good sport of him and to, to be willing to do that. But it was cool to see the love that he was getting. I'm obviously a <laughs> – a big Gilbert Burns fan man. He's one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. He, yeah, he's a cool guy. I, I do think it would be funny if like they hand him his phone and he just like walked off with it or something. That would <laughs> have been pretty good. Uh Oscar, what about you? You got a a, a lean in this one or the other? I mean, I, like I said it's it's kind of a, a pick and fight. You've, have you picked up on anything this week?
1: I haven't picked up on anything, but I do think Chies is going to win. I think he's just uh if you can outgrapple Neil Magny for 25 minutes, you can outgrapple Vicente Lugan for 25 minutes right. for 15 minutes, you know. I just think it's it, it his his grappling at Wells is was an
0: impressive performance, man. I know yeah. you didn't get the finish and so maybe it wasn't exciting if somebody won, but you know, that's not an easy guy to finish.
1: No, Neil Magney's notoriously just good at making people look shit. So yep. he and Kies looked great that night and just completely out wrestled him. And I think if you see that performance it's hard to think Luke will be able to shrug him off. Right. I think if if, if wants to win he needs to just come out so again. I agree.
0: Angel Hill Tisha Torres, they had the uh I guess, is it safe to say they were the highlight of the press conference day? I mean, they're... I mean... Well, I, don't, or, 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 I don't know if it was a low light or highlighter. highlight. It was the most... I guess it was the most interesting, at least. Like, it was the only real, like, beef that we had of the day.
1: Well... <laughs> I was just like, how, how, how <laughs> <laughs> was, you were not right. a fan of, of the of the
0: bickering. I was, that ju- I was
1: just laughing at like how we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, should I say that on recording, <laughs> or should I just leave that alone? But I, I, up to you, my man, uh, up to you. I just felt like it was really like it was kind of. Real white woman energy from T-shirts, you know, where she's like, uh, "Okay, so we're gonna go there." Okay, okay so all right. Someone's like, "Oh, is it personal?" She's like,
0: "Well, I just feel
1: like." and Then fucking went on for twenty-five minutes, and that is la- exactly
0: what he said earlier. If you are afraid <laughs> yes. that we don't tell it like it yeah. is on here, no, that's that. That yeah. is exactly what he said earlier. A
1: laundry list of complaints, and then Andrew's like, "Well, I guess it is personal." She's like, "I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually not finished," and then carried on talking. It's like, uh, I, so uh I mean, I I enjoyed it. It was int- it just came out of nowhere, and I just found it kind of, you know. I'm sexy. I'm great. You're jealous of my body. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, like how we got there was my favorite part of it. Like after, like after we got there, and then she kept going on. I was like, all right, this is enough. But how she like kind of slowly worked her way into it, <laughs> and then it it just exploded. <laughs> That's what I did, Yeah, right. was <laughs> basically like, no.
0: I
1: mean, there's. It well, was, you know, it was the, it was the equivalent of like. Uh, a text message being like I'm not mad and you're like going cool and then it was like but actually and then yeah, like a big yeah. massive like text <laughs> message you received I just feel like yeah yeah that sort. Oh, that's that's but, but I'm not trying to sh- well, I guess I am trying to sh- but I mean it's uh it was still like interesting and I thought Angela was kind of almost taken aback right I yeah. think Angela was a bit like damn dude
0: whoa yeah, because she was just like, "Well, there's not beef. I just wanted you to get the fight signed. Now that's signed, like we're good." And it's like, "Oh no, there's beef. There's definitely beef." <laughs> I'm
1: not saying that I hate you. I'm just saying that I think this, 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 and this about you. Okay? It's
0: funny. <laughs> uh, I I will say I did pick Tisha towards and I love Angela Hill. I Man, I love her as a person. Obviously, she's a heck of a character. She's a fun fighter as well. Um, you know, certainly they've come a long way since their first fight. I mean, they they both are completely different fighters at this point. Um, but I just feel like like Tisha Torres' ability to grapple and slow things down are, are, are going to be problematic for Angela Hill.
1: Yeah, I don't, uh, skill set-wise, I, I just don't think they match up very well. Tisha's very good, you know. She's a pretty good fighter. So. Yeah,
0: you know, she had that run of losses, but then you go back and look at who that run of losses was against. I mean, she was facing killers, you know, foreign champs. As she said, she's the only one that's faced all the strawway champs. You know, she's had nothing but killers, um, and, and she does seem to be in a good place right now. Like, she kind of openly admitted, right?
1: Like You yeah, that was kind of crazy the other day. She just, like, mentioned multiple times how, like, fucked mentally she is she didn't say it like that she said it a bit more you know sort of gently but she said that she struggles really like with mental challenges a lot I was sort of taken aback by that yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. she started to kind of open up about it a little bit more look I think it's good I think it's good that people are talking about you know you see that kind of trend of people being more open about like how they're dealing with stuff and dude that's honestly man it is what (laughs) honestly interests me so much in this sport man it's the psychology of the people that do it man it is I mean, we talk about it a lot, but when you're around these athletes, man, yeah, the fighting is fun, man. Like there's stuff that happens in the cage is fun, but it is legit the highest of highs and lowest of lows, and like, man, people go into like depression afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When yeah. when you come up short and it's well, like,
1: especially people like Ronda, right? Who like, oh, it, it's the, it's their. Entire- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it as a yeah. joke, Matt. Oh, I'm heartless <laughs> yeah. bastard. I mean, listen, <laughs> but it's like a, but you know, people who their identity is I am a fighter. Right. When they lose, I mean, it's pretty. It can fuck them up, you know? Yeah, I mean, it listen, really like,
2: does. like, it's just like the the different ways people handle things. I mean, hell, just look at the... This is one thing I kind of took away from the press conference today, was just like the, like the contrast where you have Michael Chiesa who's talking about, I'm moving up in weight because I perform so much better. Right next to him, you have Jose Aldo, I'm moving down in weight because... Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I want to extend my career, you know, and it's just like you have that, and then you have, of course, like the bickering back and forth, the talking about the mental health. You got Cyril gone over here laughing and joking about everything, like e- even yeah. through translation, it's just like so much contrast of emotions and feelings and everything. And it's just one of those things that kind of gets overlooked. And then you
1: got sometimes. Song Yudong just sitting there, just like pff, offering nothing, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. well, anyway, Song literally Yudong. one line. Song Yudong got one question today, and and listen, we'll just to, to
0: peel back the curtain a little bit. As media, we always kind of talk to each other just to make sure that everybody's. We, yeah. don't, we don't want somebody to show up and not get any questions, you know what I mean? I've so, got a question
1: for you about that, actually. Yes. Just sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Was that always the way, or is that a new trend? So, but just it's the- become
0: more of a focus, I think, in recent times, um, but it was kind of always the I think it became a thing for me one time. Uh, I wasn't at it, but I remember, and I can't remember what fight it was, but, like, Damian Maya flew from Brazil yeah. for an on-sale press conference. You know when they, they would yeah, do the, the, big the on-sale ones, yeah. press conferences? and didn't get a single question. Flew from Brazil to the United States and didn't get a single question. I'm like, I just don't want that to happen. So to me, it's always been kind of a thing where I kind of look out for it but now I, I do see that like more people I think are like alright who do you got what are we going
1: to do seems Let's like go. the media is much more collaborative these days I feel like
0: that's definitely true man there was a time when like everybody was at each other's throats and everybody hated yeah. each other and it was all like <laughs> cutthroat now I think it's Oscar know,
1: arrived on the scene and now everybody oh, that's exactly what it is. we're
0: all unified under under under, under Oscar Willis that's yeah. what we think
1: except yes. the MMAJA fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I remember Jacksonville you shot piece shot of shit fart.
0: Texas prickly pear you know it's it's really Texas <laughs> Texas sunshine, moonshine. It is fantastic. Just want to shout out to that. All right, uh, <laughs> I regret. I regret saying that. He didn't mean it. It's just, it's the moonshine. It's Let it go.
2: It's only entertainment. <laughs> okay.
0: Too funny. Oh, uh, by the way, so yeah, the one I was saying on uh, Song Dong. One question, uh, and it, and and it was Mark Monday actually who was like, is you know, is this the bantamweight the best division in the in the sport right the now? Treasurer the treasurer of the MMA. You know? hundred uh, <laughs> percent. And 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 uh, Song answered in English, which was awesome. He's like, yes, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was tight. And that was it. He got a
0: big reaction. He like, oh, got <laughs> a big reaction. Everybody was like, whoa! Oh, did he answer in English?
1: Like that's amazing. <laughs> that's fantastic. I yeah. like Sonja Dong. I think actually that's a bit of a banger of a that's fight. That's a
0: hell of a fight. And it's two guys that are coming off losses, but it's two guys that are coming off losses, you know, one to a legend in Dominic Cruz and the other in Kyler Phillips, who I think is incredibly talented and very exciting. Dude,
1: that division is sick. Dude,
0: it is. It's, it's one thing when you can talk like, oh man, that top 10 is all good, but when you're like, the top 20's all good. You know what yeah. I mean? That's how like... Dude, just-
1: I remember when Costa and Yanez fought like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, dude, those guys should be in the top 15. How are they not ranked? And then you go in the top 15 you're like, oh, actually, these guys are pretty... Like, the Marab is just chilling at number 10. He'd probably be a champion at fucking welterweight. You know what I mean? Like, well, actually, maybe not. But anyway, oh, I
0: think so, dude. I, th- I think Mirab's a future title challenger. Point, I think champ- title at some point. I, I think he's a
1: champion. I do too. I he's a stud.
0: I always say, like, I, I, I usually stop short of saying I think somebody's definitely a be champion because it just depends on the matchup you get when you get there, mm-hmm. right? Um, Habib was the guy that I was like, that dude's definitely going to win the UFC so title. what the fuck
1: is Mirab going to do if Sterling is the champion? I don't know. Just realized that. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Knock off his, you know, potential contenders. That's I mean, it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's tough.
0: That's a he's tough. Sp-
1: he's a small date, Mirab. Oh, yeah.
0: Like top yeah. up, maybe go down to twenty five.
1: I don't know if he could get to
0: them. He's a fire hydrant of a human being. Fun fact
1: I once went to a water park in Vegas and Marab and Sterling were there and we played tag. <laughs> 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 and I'll Texas prickly pear, it's a so fantastic <laughs> <laughs> It's true. That's a true story. And I'll tell you what else. Rob has great cardio. I was fucking gassed and he would not stop running. No, it's, you
0: couldn't keep up with him? No. Dude, it was so
1: no, like we were playing tag and I was like Marab' I'm tired. He's like, "No, we keep going." And it's like fucking like bullied me. Anyway, continue. So, tag. Yeah, honest to god, tag. Like so they tag. had the, they had these floats on Lake Las Vegas, like these uh, like flotation things like an amusement park made of floats. Fuck, I am drunk. And um <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah, they were running around playing tag for an hour. It was really weird. Did you play for an hour? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hit a lot, but yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is tag, fantastic. Yeah,
1: and then like my friends were there, and they were they they knew like who they were, but they were trying to be cool, not to embarrass right. me, and stuff. It's really weird. So, was oh, like, "Hi, Aljamain, you're fighting for a world title soon. Let's play tag." It was sweet. <laughs> <weird. laughs> and then, dude, when he won the title. This is a fucking super weird tangent. And he won, he won the title. I went to interview him about it the next day, and uh, I just walked in and I was like, "Hey, man!" And I just put my hand on him, and I went, "Tag," and then he was just like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is hilarious. That was an unexpected yeah. story.
1: Once again, Texas Prickly Pear. It is yeah. Texas Sunshine. Dude, see, so get, sponsor this podcast, you get your name read out 3,000 times.
0: Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> when it gets that kind of reaction. You, you, you definitely do. You definitely do. Uh, all right, listen. Um, I, I don't think any of us are expecting this to be a blockbuster, you know, uh, big selling pay-per-view. Right? I mean, it's it's yeah. It just I, but I don't know. I, I I will say overall my excitement level for the fights I'm I'm not expecting this to be a like I said a, a big one. I don't know that our traffic will be like off the charts amazing. I don't think the UFC is going to reap in the, you know, massive bucks or anything like that, but uh but my excitement level for the fights themselves, I think we I think it's I, the main card is going to be I think it's going to be a fun one. I think this is one this might be one of those ones where you go like Hey, we'll get a couple people over to chip in. Maybe I don't want to put the whole seventy down on this one myself. Maybe I can. Maybe I can get like you know, it's funny because I always like hear people say, "Oh, this might be one where I go watch it at the bar." I definitely spend more than seventy dollars if I go to the bar. So <laughs> like, I, like, I'm <laughs> better off just staying home and watching it myself. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I think this this is this is going to be worthwhile. And again, like you said, if Derek Lewis pops out yeah. with that, you know, some kind of oh man, it's going to be it's going to be quite the scene. Here. Well, Here's
1: also the- let's not forget, like you know. We've had fans back for four events. This will be the fourth one with fans, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so far, I felt like every pay per view with fans has had at least like a few like, oh my, like, holy yeah, shit! Yeah. Moment. Um, first yeah. of all, every pay per view has had a fucking nasty leg break or an arm break yeah. or something. So you know, someone someone's losing a limb this week. But um, <laughs> I think like I I can see fights in this like like Fizzee versus Bobby Green. fizzy
0: versus Green. That's. Yeah. I was Ooh. gonna say, but once we wrapped up the main card, that's the prelim I'm yeah, so excited sure. about. stylistic. and I think Fazzi's the dude. He's. Dude, the I, real I want him deal. to fight
1: Justin Gaethje tomorrow. Oh. I need to see that fight. But I think uh, I can just look at this card and I can I can see like multiple crowd standing moments. You know.
0: Yep, completely agree with that, man. And that's that. That to me is 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 the the, the biggest moment. I mean, you go down to the early ones. I mean, Menel Cop who hasn't really. Panned out, I think, the way a lot of people thought he would here. I mean, he's he's in action again. Uh, Miles Johns, he likes to bring it against Anderson. I mean, I, I do think top to bottom there's going to be some I'll definitely I'll, – I'll put my homerism on the table. I'll be pulling for Jessica Penne. Obviously, you got a chance to, to really work a couple of cards. Really, Carolina, mm. CFSC, baby, we got mm. that Cage Fury Fighting Championship love. she does it. the pose
1: against the cage, <laughs> and she looks all cute. That is
0: that—that's that, the iconic pose, right? The little just leaning. She hasn't the fought cage. for ages, Carolina. No, right? I think she no. she was she was retired basically, right? Yeah, or at least on the verge like of, of dude, walking away. I, I remember it's a she, big one.
1: she did that. Uh, she did uh, a social media post that I remember thinking, like, wow, dude, like, not many fighters have actual self awareness. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, is yeah, yeah. they have to not. Yeah. But she posted. She was like, you know, I I understand. Understand, I'm just not who I was. Like I, I'm, I'm no longer as good as I was, and I'm okay with that. I was like, damn, dude, that's pretty enlightened. I
0: remember that pose dude. I was, it's, it's like, it's like you said, it's enlightened. It's sad, you know, to hear somebody have to weigh in on their own, you know, self-awareness like that, and just be like, I'm not that anymore. But uh, it's crazy, dude. How about the fact that Ed Herman's on the card, man? I swear to God, I think he's 40 now. He's on a three-fight win streak, which is uh, insane. Um,
1: the best thing about it, the best story I've ever heard about Ed Helmer is when, remember, like, he lost out on a fight at the Apex, and they called him to be like, we got your new opponent, and he was already, like, bulls, and yeah. a bottle of tequila. <laughs> He's like, I'm drunk, <laughs> dude, I'm not coming back in fighting right now. Like, your fight fell out an hour ago. Yeah, sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, man, I, I think it's going to be yeah. a fun card. We'll have covered, of course. Uh, if, you, uh, if you like what you're hearing and you want to get more of it, you want to hear that post-fight show that and a half check on over uh, patreoncom Show for as little as $3 a month you can help support the show which we certainly appreciate that and of course Get that exclusive content as well. That's patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. But listen, if you can't do that, if you can just take a second and just log in wherever you're you're listening and and make sure you rate us and review us, uh, all that good stuff helps us. Get people to hear the podcast, which uh, is entertaining even when my man Cold Coffee isn't around. Guys, I did want to get you out on one one thing outside of USC 265 that I was, I'll be honest, man, I was pretty excited about the return of Chad Mendes returning from retirement, uh, but not to fight in the USC, to fight in BKFC. Uh, from what I was told, is the most lucrative contract he's ever signed. Obviously, I didn't get hard dollar figures, but uh, I was told that in in ter- in terms of value, it, it is more money than he's ever had on a single contract uh, in his in his life in his in his UFC career as well. He did have a couple fights left on his UFC deal when he retired. Um, but uh, he went to the USC and said, "Hey, if you don't mind, you know, I'd like to be releasing this. So I can go pursue this opportunity." My understanding is the UFC was like, "Hey, absolutely." What not. about
1: Ramondi asking about CM Punk today? By the way, <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> that funny. Was <laughs> out of nowhere, I was like, what <laughs> <the fun laughs> are you doing? <laughs> that
0: was pretty funny. I haven't talked to Punk yet, but it's you know, I, I did talk to Ramondi a little bit about this last night. I don't. Uh, I don't know man I, and, and I, I won't pretend that like I have inside punk knowledge but just in my time like hanging out with them when, when we were at CFCC I events fucking
1: bank, I don't dude. think
0: he wants to come back but I guess like Ramon said it's like
1: done I think they're offering him fucking well I think he just broke some news there but I think they're <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. I, mean, <laughs> I mean what does he know uh, <laughs> he's asking about a press conference huh? <laughs> no yeah I, I admit it dude. I think they just offered him fucking bank you know and he's like 40 isn't he like CM Punk's in his 40s I think in late 30s
0: I don't know. I'll see him next week. CFFC. I saw, Mike Jack- I saw
1: Mike Jackson downtown. I was like, he didn't even beat CM Punk. that's
0: so funny. That was, that was such a weird situation. But yeah, man, I'm. Uh, Dude,
1: that was a rough night, wasn't it? Right. Remember watching CM Punk like, oh my god, this guy's not great at doing this. He had yeah. a lot of stuff going on in that fight, man. There's so much going on. But uh, you know,
0: it's. Uh, I'll see Punk next week. I guess if it's not announced, I'll, I'll see what I can find out. I was. Joked it, uh dude that
1: would be that would be the funniest shit ever if an MMA journalist who notoriously doesn't watch pro wrestling broke the biggest <laughs> pro wrestling <laughs> story would actually dude break. please exactly <laughs> if CM Punk's listening please let Morgan break that that'd if be it, fucking that, hilarious that would actually be pretty funny I, I will, Helwani I will, would fucking kill himself I
0: was I was actually <laughs> thinking about uh, I was actually thinking about if it's not announced on the end, if it's not official, which I guess it's it's gotta be pretty close right because I think the event's so at the end of the month they're, yep. doing,
1: they're doing a show in Chicago mm-hmm. and uh United, and they sold it out based on the rumor that he's signing there. Mm-hmm. So he's a fucking pretty like. It's interesting.
0: Person. Oh no, he's he's well. So I'll see him uh, next week for CFSC 99. We'll be in uh, touch him Tunica, C- Mississippi. C- C- Mississippi. C- C- but I, I figured we. I figured like even though I, now here's the thing is I don't know enough about the business to really like like be like intricate with it <laughs> but I thought like just like dropping hints on the broadcast or like you know just do like that, you know that would
1: be fun too because I think
0: putting in some extra workouts I'm saying you know just something yeah. you know, right? I
1: think their show's got a name dude that, so that would be fucking uh, hilarious like let me find out what the name is but uh, yeah you could like just like stay, keep saying the name little and stuff, subtle like, things yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'll tell you what I, actually just the fact that he's going to be commentating on that with that rumor being so big the views are probably going to be a little bit higher than normal.
0: I, and so I will say I won't say who the media outlet was, but I know a media outlet reached out to CFFC Brass to be like, "Hey, is he still commentating that event?"
1: Really? And yeah,
0: and and uh, and Rob yeah. Haydak the president of CFFC, I thought it was hilarious because he screenshotted, it and sent it back to me. He's like, "Sure will, and I have a big announcement. Tune in." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's, it, it's funny how uh,
1: it's funny how like uh, different media sort of worlds behave, but like. The WWE, they're so like they have to be so They they fly their talent to like a different city, and then we'll drive them to like five hours away to, so to that keep be, them away because so yeah. people spot them in the airport at the at the location of the show and be like, oh, they're hit
2: And even the talent doesn't know backstage. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah.
1: Know. yeah like uh, oh, fuck, I sound like Jose Youngs now. But there's like a there's a, a WrestleMania the the Hardy Boys actually no. <laughs> 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 i I'm abort I'm bored. I'm bored. i heard myself speak. I, heard, I heard myself i was like dude who the fuck am i
0: oh god that was so funny that reminded dude that reminded me of the uh of the case key for uh gaff at the press conference where he thought uh <laughs> was like robbie lawler and he was like ah, i'm s- i'm sorry <laughs>
3: do
1: d- 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 you know what talking of media gas i've done that like so for inside baseball but people don't know. So in the media review backstage there's fights happening and then while the fights happen they bring the winner of the last fight back and you interview them and these two fucking prelim guys I don't know who they were but <laughs> they <laughs> you know I care but they uh, they they brought them back out of order so I asked the guy because uh, I wasn't even watching his fucking fight well you was, can sometimes yeah, you're so yeah, busy yeah Yeah. so I asked him I was like oh you know is it nice to get the submission win or something? some shit question I was like D-, it was like I won by decision. I was like, you're not the guy. I won by <laughs> submission. Uh-huh. <laughs> My bad. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. And at the well, time,
1: I was a nobody, so everyone looked at me like, who's this fucking Jamoke? <laughs> like, He's fucking, yeah. That's
0: great. So everybody's, obviously, everybody's just fired up about Chad Mendes and turning his eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was the so part easy. of that, right? <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. So sorry. This fucking shit is strong. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know? It's good. To oh. answer
2: your question, though, I'm excited. <laughs> Get this back on track, man. No, 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 I'm excited. I'm actually, I'm actually intrigued to see it because, I mean, he didn't exactly hide the fact that he was coming back. Right. Like, if he follows yeah, social he likes, media, yeah. he was freaking going super hard in the gym. You're like, okay, you're just not going to, you know, your 24 hour fitness yeah, to get yeah, a little yeah, get a little in. sweat in. Like, he was doing some real shit, putting in work. So, but the fact that it's be a KFC was interesting to me because like we were kind of talking about in the green room before we came on here right Yep. talking about how what, what does a winner loss in BKFC really mean if he's getting a bag to show up good for him exactly right
0: like yeah, what, who cares what your record is if yeah. get, and I, dude it's so funny because I remember when Sorry, he came back from uh, I remember when he came back and, and did the, the grappling event you know the, the, the quintet yeah. and I was like man I was like this is going to fuel your like desire for competition you're going to want to come back right and he's like absolutely not like I'm good I'm like you're going to come back, Chad Mendes. You've done this your whole life. I
1: think the fact that he's going to be a KFC is only surprising because he, he seems to me like he could still be a contender at featherweight in the UFC. He seems like he's, you know, he lost to Volkanovski, who's now the champion, you know. Nope. It's not, it, it, it's... And, and, and he's a wrestler, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, Super not, not to, to not to dis- yeah, fair, not to disparage the promotion of BKFC, but I feel like that's usually the place people go to when you know the, perhaps at the climax of their careers. Sure. Um, so Ch- it's, Chad
0: could absolutely step back into the UFC and be competitive right now. hundred yeah, percent.
1: Like, can you? And there's a great fight, great fights for him as well. You know.
0: Yeah, I've heard some other names. I'm supposed to talk to David Feldman, I think, uh, next week, and maybe get caught of. Look, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't know exactly where all their money's coming from right Russian now.
1: Russian oligarchs money laundering. I'm
0: telling you, man. They're <laughs> they're they're talking to some names right now, man. They're they're trying to get some names. So again, nothing signed, nothing sealed, nothing delivered. But um, I think they're making smart. This these are these are good moves, man. They're making smart.
1: Moves. It's just it's just crazy, man. Because the combat. And I actually I believe I'm gonna say something now that I really know I'm pissed. But uh, like the. I prefer BKFC as a product to like most other MMA organizations. Interesting. Like, you know, like, I prefer watching a BKFC show to. Uh, better, so I like prefer watching BKFC. Like maybe part of that's because it's like a bit of a shit show, but that's part of it. Yeah, but I just I don't know how you make money in this space if you're not the UFC. Like it just seems like such an investment of cash. Sort of. And you know, I just can't see Rachel Ostovich versus PJ uh, PVC. Yep. I can't imagine that made the money. You know cuz I know they pay page. They pay a, both of them very well. Yeah, I think I
0: think they're looking at it right now is like, "Hey, you kind of look at it as a loss leader, right? Like you you invest money knowing that you're not going to make it right now, but you're getting the headlines, you're getting the traction, you're getting people paying attention and the hopes is that that turns into something down the road, right? Cuz you're absolutely right. I mean, when you hear the dollar figures that are being floated around. Yeah. Dude, how do you make that back? Like you'd have to have like UFC level pay-per-view buys to yeah. make money back, you know what I mean? So um, it's tough, but but they're making moves. Hey, if you're going to do it, man, like Go out swinging, like, go out and make a play at it versus just like, ah, oh, we're kind of grinding along and we, you know, we never become anything. So, uh, it'd be interesting to see. But I was glad to see Chad Mendes. I've always, I've always liked like Chad, Chad a lot, man. And, yeah. um, I, I, I kind of knew, I mean, obviously, he walked away seeing so and I was shocked when he walked away because, like you said, lost to Volkanovsky. I mean, like, come on, that dude, you know, yeah. I think we all saw what was coming with Volkanovsky and, and you know, you look at what he's done since. So, um, and
2: coincidentally, Chad Mendez has one of my favorite gifts ever on the internet of, uh, the fir- the f- Jose Aldo fight. Obviously, he was fighting this weekend. Like, it's one of my favorite gifts. I have it saved on like my computer and like my tablet, just because I love seeing it because it baffles my mind so much. He hit Aldo with this uppercut that was so clean and perfect. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. Aldo was just like, <laughs> he, like he just ate it <laughs> and kept going
1: forward. I was like, how? How did that happen? That, actually, I tell you what. That's one thing about MMA. I think because the machine of UFC rolls on so much, we it, we don't, unlike boxing, have this. You know, reflection on stuff is perhaps we should like our legends die early and we mm. never really talk about them. And but like Aldo versus Mendez too, dude, that's one, of the, one of the best fights of all time and yeah, it's really, never yeah. mentioned.
0: That's one of the greatest fights I've ever with Conor
1: Ringside just like you know. obviously I have to mention that Conor's Ringside like like staring at it. Contractually <laughs> <it>? <laughs> obligated to mention that it's <laughs> yeah. okay. We understand, yeah. uh, dude. I'll never. I'll never I'll,
0: I'll, 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 one thing I'll always stand out about to me about that fight is there was a late shot after the end of round one, but it's cause it was so loud in there you yeah. literally could not hear the bell I mean I'm right next to it and you could not hear the bell and so it was like a, a late shot, but it was like no ill intention. It was a that's
1: the anger of a foul it
0: man. was in there, man. That was unbelievable. So uh, good, man. I'm, I'm happy to see Chad Mendes back, and I'll definitely. He's supposed to fight in October, I believe, is when he's going to make his debut. Um, I'll be tuned in. I'm, I'm excited about it. So, all right, listen, UFC 265. Again, I think it's going to be heavy on entertainment value, even if it's not heavy on star power. Uh, and if Derek Lewis can find a way to get it done, Houston's going to go absolutely bonkers. Uh, in the meantime, we uh, we got maybe some frosty beverages to consume, and uh, we've got to get ready for weigh ins early in the morning, so we don't want to keep you here too long. Uh, So (laughs) we'll just uh, take a walk out, maybe pour another moonshine, and just tell you, thanks for listening. (laughs) Okay. <laughs>